0: testing
1: i thought you were talking
0: mate i'm always testing i'm never talking
1: <laughs> i'm always testing i'm never talking
0: i basically think all ceos are frauds i mean i think most people actually work that out about me but in general i just want to say well we spoke about this before we're all winging it yeah no C- no CEOs, one really knows ceos especially because they've not been hired and they they just happen to have been really fucking lucky they so, were just there and well, like, Oh I, no. Or Uh, How was Guatemala?
1: It was very, very fun. I recommend it to all people, but not everyone, because I don't want everyone to ruin it. But it is a fantastic country.
0: And how's your uh, English, you know, um, reclimatization to America going?
1: From this meeting this morning, not very great. (laughs) I was very confused for a minute, and I skipped two of the departments. One of them that reports into me, usually, I just completely forgot to even mention them in the monthly meetup.
0: Yeah, good job. Do you think in Spanish?
1: I was that, yeah. You was? Yeah, I had a dream in Spanish.
0: Really That was very confusing. So your Spanish is improving because I tell you when we were in Vegas that time it was pretty crap. What? <laughs> it I reminded me actually this podcast, we should put a warning around it because I was thinking that people might listen and they're taking their kids to school. We swear too much.
1: You swear too much.
0: No, I, I listened to you on the last one. You were swearing a lot. No, actually I was.
1: I was like, you were the one drinking. I wasn't drinking.
0: That's true. We didn't mention that. On the last podcast, what was interesting to me? Some people contacted me, read it, and they thought it was like a therapy session. And then the other, the other piece of feedback that I got was one. It was kind of funny, but I listened to it myself. And towards the end, I mean, it went from funny to, you know, you probably want to kill yourself situation. I don't know. If well, you- we're still both here, so. Yeah, yeah. So and then, you know, people said it was a bit like sitting in our living room listening to us. So I was like, is that a good thing?
1: Well, I guess it's kind of reassuring, isn't it? In um, some ways, it's like very honest.
0: Yeah, I don't I? Yeah, so anyway, so I thought this one, let's not do that again.
1: That's fair enough. So yeah. I listened to the first five minutes of the podcast when I was at the house we were staying at in Guatemala, just because I wanted to hear how it started, because I was genuinely curious. And my friends walked in, and they were like, what are you listening to? Is that yourself on the speaker? They're like, what an arrogant asshole you are. I swore that time, but in context. So I'm never listening to one of our podcasts again. You're not doing it? Nope.
0: It's actually quite interesting.
1: Because I, I don't want one of my friends to hear me listening to it and then being like, what kind of prick listens to themselves?
0: No, that's true. I do listen to it too, to just check it before mm-hmm. we publish it. But the other day, I had an hour free wa- waiting for my son. Never doing that again. And I decided to put it on then. I was just kind of listening to it. And I was like, yeah, no, it's pretty sad to listen to yourself on a podcast. So, I'm, yeah, I agree. I'm not doing it again. But, yeah, it was we, good. fun. We both lived through it. Yes. So, a couple of things. Like We're just jumping in here in February good great you come back
1: happy one piece
0: yeah that was good I texted you this morning saying I was gonna pick up donuts didn't have to but I I was pleased to see you uh, back online and and ready raring to go
1: yeah happy to be back
0: do you want me to tell you what's been going on yeah
1: fill me in what have I missed
0: I've been causing chaos
1: nice I had no cell phone service I'm air quoting
0: (laughs) I've been causing chaos nice what are Um, we causing chaos on so a few things really Few things. So last week we had to do an event without you and uh, survived really well. BC over. UK. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went down to Bungalow and Range Street. A really nice place, Range Street. Rough neighbourhood. I quite like it down there. I think it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah. There's some rough people that have moved in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, Property uh, values are plummeting. Working class heroes. Maybe <laughs> it just paused to laugh a lot. So we need to cut that part. <laughs> Yeah, so um, basically, God, they can drink, these UK people. Kind of funny, because the meeting got moved to the bar. I don't know if I should be talking about this. And the the UK guys were basically going, that's how we do business, which is kind of true. I mean, I spent most of my 10 years in London in a bar, so I kind of get it. But uh, I would say not much, not much kind of meeting happened (laughs) and a lot more drinking. Um, But we survived without you. Um, Well done. There's some people that are stepping up um, and taking your place, like Dakota, Shining Star. Thank you, Dakota. Um, Yeah, so he did a good job. And I honestly think six months from now, I'm not sure we're going to need you anymore.
1: That's the hope, isn't it? You always want to (laughs) become redundant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. What else has happened? Rob from PayPal announced last week that he'd left. i got to say, I am absolutely bloody gutted.
1: Yeah, that to me is, I think, one of the saddest things. So i've seen in a long time because i think he was probably one of the first like actual like role models that i had like going to a conference because i remember meeting him i remember seeing the way that he conducted business which was very different to how most people behave and mm-hmm. i was more in line with what he how he does business and it was kind of like a template and a model so you know i yeah i think the world of him you know i i thank him for his time and but yeah it's gonna be very weird at events without him there
0: yeah absolutely i mean uh, i think you know the whole community and ecosystem. Anybody who's met Rob Long, um, he he really firmly plants, um, you know, like in in your memory, right? As a, mm-hmm. as a great person to be around and a very relaxed person, um, a very humble, I would say. I mean, sometimes he gets a little arrogant about his looks and stuff like that, but <laughs> we can put up with some of that. Also, great on stage. Really great on stage. Fantastic on stage. Yeah, so he's going to be really missed. I mean, I know Rachel, you know, uh, I hope I'm not speaking for her, but I know she's going to miss him a lot. She's posted something on Twitter, and it's kind of sad. I think on the plus side, look, the guy's still alive, healthy. And he lives in Austin, so he, selfishly we're happy. Selfishly we're happy. He lives local. I hope he still comes along to some of our events. I'm sure we're going to see him around, and I reckon he's going to pop up back into this ecosystem at some point soon. So... It's one of those things I think when when people leave, like sometimes it's a bit of a shock, like for us, and you know the ecosystem moves on, and that's difficult. But turning that chapter chapter can sometimes lead to to much greater things, and I definitely think in Rob's case, it's going to because he's a really great guy.
1: Absolutely, he was there for a long time too. I mean, he was there at eBay, PayPal.
0: You yeah, he's been through it all. Yeah, that's true. He was. Yeah, my first interaction with him, he'll t- he tells the story was. Me I still haven't heard the story, by the way, because he told me he couldn't tell me. He couldn't tell you?
1: You told him he couldn't tell me.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, the trouble is, 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 is he slightly, is slightly changed the story to make me look like an utter idiot. So that's why I stopped him from telling you because I thought he might leave. <laughs> uh, I, what we'll do at some point is we'll get him on to tell the story. But it basically goes something along the lines of his first interaction with me was me sending him an email. I think it was at eBay at the time. Basically really calling him out and saying, you guys are what's the word without swearing absolute idiots i don't understand why you're not listening to the tech partner community and i i called him out quite loudly and he just was astonished by this email so so that's good so i'm doing a good job there i'm mellow now mellow what else is going on all right events i want to talk about that Mm -hmm. so not for any specific reason i think meet magento india was on last week and Mm -hmm. we sponsored some women to go and attend this event and You've been to Singapore, Mm -hmm. it was great, right? Fantastic event. Really good event and I do struggle with those events because I I do believe in, you know, this kind of sounds crazy because I live in America, but local people for local events kind of thing. And I think, you know, when you go along to these events, like you can see that the role model and the stuff around it and everything else and people are so grateful to see you. I mean, Mm -hmm. did you experience this or is it just me?
1: More you, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. I've, I see it. I mean, it's like the it's like the Ben Mark's effect.
0: Yeah, precisely. Like, and they, they, you know, people see you online and everything else, and that. And it's, I, I think, in general, right? Like, if you talk about the Magento ecosystem, there are a segment of us that are pretty well known, right? Um, f- for right or wrong, right? Um, so the uh, what are you doing on your phone?
1: Uh, I just got a text that said my dad's surgery went really well. He's in resting for the next one, two hours, and we get to talk to him.
0: He's in surgery today? Let's say it was his uh, heart surgery. Bloody hell, mate. What are you even doing here?
1: Recording a podcast.
0: I thought you needed to go up there.
1: I'm going after this.
0: Today? I'm going to go tonight. Okay. You threw me a big time there. I didn't know it was today. Well, I hope, he, um, I hope he's... Well, I'm pleased as well. You can look at your phone for stuff like that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Right, uh, well, yeah. So, what was I saying? Mm-hmm. You know, let's get back onto... No.
1: What's really important
0: here? <laughs> let's get back onto shit. Anyway, so people asked me to go to meet Magento India, and I'd love to go to India. In fact, when I was younger, I wanted to go to India. But then I went to come to America, quite frankly, and that sounds weird, but I did as a kid wanted to do that. Um, I've never been, and I know you went. Right? hmm They went in time. November.
1: Fantastic time. Wonderful country. Can't wait to go back. Wedding. I went for a wedding. Yeah, I went for a wedding. I was there for 10 days, New Delhi, and then went to Hyderabad. Incredible country. It does food.
0: sound like, when you've described this to me, that the people you stayed with were royalty. That, that, that It seems like a very, you didn't go there and live poorly is what I'm saying.
1: I had some very nice amenities, yes. <laughs> I, I may have splurged at a hotel when I was in New Delhi because I was on vacation and I was just getting off a month of travel for work, so that was pretty nice. Then when I got to India, I was not expecting the red carpet to roll out, but it was pretty nice. No complaints.
0: You have very good friends. Anyway, so if you take something like me, Magento India, we know, you know, the stats tell us and the photos tell us that it's mainly men that attend those events. Mm-hmm. My understanding when I've spoken to people when I've been in Singapore and places is, is, is that about this, is I said, why are there not more women in these events? Because apparently in India, there's a very big proportion of female programmers and mm-hmm. developers. And they said, well, they don't tend to go to the events, they stay at home. So it's more the men that go to the events, even though they're there behind the scenes. You know, I think about all of this, and then the the guys that I met, I, I took a picture with some of the guys, you know, and there was there was a lot of men, you know, from the local area, and then there's this frankly white woman like standing in the middle of it, and I look out a place right in that in that scenario, and one of the things that I thought about, and I actually posted this on my my private Facebook, the uh, the other Facebook. and I posted this picture, and I kind of said, it's really important that we're in these places and that we we try and help amplify their voice. That, to me, is important, and Mm -hmm. that we show the wider ecosystem, what's going on here. So I can see my worth in doing that, because for right or wrong, I have more of a voice than some other people in Mm -hmm. the ecosystem. But it's also equally important that at a certain point, we step back and we let these people be what they are. Right? So people like, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, Manish, mm-hmm. uh, Vikran, people like that, that we step back and we actually acknowledge this is their culture, their country, their region. They should be the ones talking and not some bloody woman from Essex. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's interesting to me. So it's like, all right, so if you take that stance of this, it's almost, like, you know, it's almost what you see in stuff like conservation and things like that. Well, how do you then help support it? So my view was to try and support women in tech attending the event. Mm-hmm. And the original plan was that I would go along and spend some time with these women and we would pay for their hotels and everything else. As it turned out, I just decided to back off of traveling. And also I, I did feel slightly uncomfortable, I'll be honest with you, about being a, a regional event Um, And I felt this in Singapore as well, and I felt this in Germany and places like that. So it's not specific to India, where it's their home and it should be them that's standing on stage. And I think when you get a load of people coming in and doing that, in my mind, it's wrong. Like it should be their event, and what we should be doing is on Twitter and social and everything else is helping promote these people have more of a voice. We don't need to attend it always to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's my stance. What do you think on that?
1: I think that there's definitely an element to where locals absolutely should talk but i think i think in some cases they should have the stage open to people from outside the country because on the other side of it if you think of maybe not everyone can go to imagine or maybe not everyone can see the opportunity to see people speak yeah and so bringing these people to their home country might be their only time to actually hear them talk Mm
0: -hmm. so i definitely
1: think that there should be a portion of you know hey this is the you know the people that are you know the indian people their culture they're the ones talking but, you know, bringing people to say, hey, you know, this is, you know, Ben from Magento speaking. I think it's great. And I think they should do that. But I think it's a balance.
0: I agree. With I don't you. think
1: it should be 95% of people that maybe it. I don't know why we're picking Magento India so much. I guess it's the most recent oh, one. Oh, it's the one that went on. Yeah, last it's the one, one that's yeah. the most recent one. But it shouldn't be 95% non-Indian people. And then the 5% just kind of get I agree. Know, pushed I, up on stage.
0: I agree with you. I think, I think that balance is the, the key point. Mm-hmm. And I think. It's important that people like Ben Marks and other people in this ecosystem go there. Like I was there. I think that's great, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they want to see these people. They want to see what these people are achieving. They want to um, have that acknowledgement of we're interested in you, mm-hmm. right? We're interested in what you're doing and you're an important part of this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Completely get that. Um, and, I, and, and look, I know that Brent does a fantastic job with Meet Magento India. I'm not trying to pick on that, antagonize that or anything else. And if you look at the speaker list, you know, there there is a variety of speakers from different backgrounds. So I think he does a good job around that. I will say this, though. There was one female speaker, um, and that was Marsha, who's from the U.S. Now, I get it, and I get the issues that people like Brent face, and I get that it's... You're going to sneeze. Is your, is your dad still all right? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. I was, I was
1: going to sneeze, and then you said something.
0: I'm a little concerned. Um... I, I get, I get that it's difficult. Like I spoke to Brent on this, and t- we had a Twitter conversation. You know, I just threw a bomb in there. You know, when you're throwing a bomb on Twitter, you, you know, like I knew I was throwing a bomb. It's kind of funny how you get so much backlash. And I'm not trying to be antagonistic. I'm trying to open up the conversation. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, and, but I do think, don't tell me that. We've done a great job there. That's all. Now, what I think we need to say is, like in that situation, in my mind, is, look, do you know, we didn't manage to achieve a, a level of diversity in underrepresented speakers in this place, but we did in this place, and actually acknowledge that. Like, so if we, you know, you say, look, we had forty percent local speakers, which I, I'm sure he did have, or maybe even more, um, and then we had this one there and this one there. These are our numbers. This is what our diversity looks like. Yes, we can do better. I think that's a great first step. What I don't like is when we're ignoring the issue that's in front of us. And I also, at this point, I've changed my mind on on discrimination and everything else. I think the shop talk thing is a great example of this, where they just went, we are this year having all female speakers. Now, this has probably annoyed quite a lot of men. I get it. You've got to understand the reason why they're doing that and the statement that they're making in doing that i do think at this point there's a need for positive discrimination in order to get people on stage so that people attending that event can see people that are like them that's not just women right that's people of color that's the lbgt qrs i don't know the full acronym on it look i got pulled up on that yesterday that community um it's local people, it's inexperienced speakers, it's older people, mm-hmm. right, that you might not see, you know, might not expect to be a developer, right? Mm-hmm. There's discrimination going on everywhere. Even people like yourself, who is a young white man, mid-twenties, who's a COO. The acknowledgement of how the hell did you get there and put in you on stage for that, I'm not saying that we should knock all white men off of stage. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that I think at this point in 2020, We need to have an actual game plan around how we tackle events, and what I see is a disconnect across the Magento ecosystem in terms of the event management. And I, I kind of threw it down with JH and went with Jamie and went, "What the hell are you doing in Meet Magento UK? What's going on there? What's your statement?" And he fired back at me and went, "This is what it is. This is what we do," and he has, you know, like a lot of good stuff going on there. And even Brent come back in and went. You know, we did this, we trawled through these, and this, that, and the other. And I'm just going, do you know what? I feel like if you get together and you put your minds on this, you can have a consistent diversity plan across these events so that that stops people like me questioning it, where I can go somewhere and see what you're doing to tackle diversity in this ecosystem. That's it.
1: I th- I think it's a great point, and I have two questions on that. Uh, one, what conference that you've attended do you think has been like spot on for the diversity and inclusion?
0: Can I say none of them?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you can definitely the uh, one the one that uh, jumps out to me uh, is the, the, Rouse. Exactly, that's that's still probably yeah, the most inviting diverse yeah. conference that I've ever went to.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think the Rouse is probably the closest. I would say that uh, I I still think like. If you think about people of color, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they still have those problems. But there, are, there are, you know, people would argue there's problems in people coming through and everything else. Yeah, the Rouse one was fantastic. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that was the first place I saw active breastfeeding. <laughs> I didn't see it. I mean, I've seen active breastfeeding. Let's not go there. <laughs> Do you know that? This is like, the
1: part where Maisie is just going to roll her eyes. What?
0: Active breastfeeding?
1: No, just this whole, like, last 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: I breastfed both, both my children. I have no inhibitions around this. It's a very natural thing to do.
1: I agree with right? you. So there was I a, may or may not have seen people doing it in Guatemala accidentally, just like walking down the streets being like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so it's a, I did it once in the Tate Modern, walking down, walking down the corridor. It was desperate. What can you do? Casual. Yeah, people don't think this about me. They think I'm just like, I don't know. They definitely don't think I'm organic. <laughs> I'm a very organic person. I like to shatter illusions about me. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like that's good.
1: So RailsConf you said would probably be the most diverse. My second question uh, is. Have you
0: ever done breastfeeding?
1: I have personally not, not at this time. I can't comment on it. As of February 5th, I have not 2020. What, who do you see as the custodian to make this happen then? Is this a Magento association thing or yes, where so does this, where does the responsibility lie?
0: Okay. And, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, um, burning the bra kind of situation mm-hmm. here, right? I'm not, I think you know me well enough. To, I worked with traders. I've worked in a full male environment for most of my career.
1: You were doing software way before it was, you know, women were really in that yeah. field. You uh, were the...
0: Yeah, yeah. My, my computer science degree, I was the only woman in, the, in a group of, I don't know, maybe 80 people, 100 people. So I'm used to being with men, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying, so... And, and, and honestly, I don't think I've championed women enough, right? I do think it falls in part down to the Magento Association. I know they have events committee, and JH mm. spoke about this. I do think that there's issues at the moment around us obtaining information on what's going on with the association, where it is. And we know uh, Joshua just announced they had a baby,
1: Yes, congratulations to the Warrens.
0: Yeah, so he's the president of the association. I imagine he's a little tied up right now with the the baby situation. And I get it, right? But I do think we move at pace as an ecosystem, and I would like to see a little bit more proactive action on this. I will say, Sherry Rohde has done amazing work in this space, and she has a lot of information. I was talking to her on Twitter last night, as you do, and she has a lot of information around this that clearly I don't see because I unsubscribe from all those letters and I'm not really following stuff and things like that. What we're missing is a single point of entry to go and find out this stuff. Like, where's the Magento Association homepage? Do you know? I mean, it seems to me like underneath that you could have diversity and then there could be just, you know rules around this or guidelines around this what we're trying to achieve the mission statement around diversity etc etc and i get it's early days for the association mm-hmm. i just feel like hey can we just move this along a little bit mm-hmm. because every year that goes by this problem is here but the Rails community they, what they did there's a lot of learnings from that the, the couple of things that they did was one they put i listened to a guy a black guy talk on stage And honestly, when he first got up, he was really quite bad at speaking to start with. And you were just like, oh, come on. You know, like, at least put somebody on stage that can talk. And then he got into his flow on it. And his biggest message was... And he was brilliant, really brilliant. I'd recommend people go and find it on YouTube. I post it on Twitter. His biggest message was, you need to see people like yourself in order to understand that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And that is so crucial. And if you've got a percentage of women or a percentage of people of different race and stuff like that that are in the audience and they never see people like them. They never understand what is possible.
1: Oh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast last night when I was driving home, back from Houston. Do you know who Bobby Burke is? Do you know what Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is? is that TV show. Music or movie? It's a It's a TV series. No. It's it an original TV series from many years ago that they remade recently. And one of the guys on there, his name's Bobby Burke. He's a homosexual guy, but he's an interior designer and he's amazing. And he talked about growing up in the middle of nowhere, but the biggest thing for him was seeing that TV show because seeing people that were like themselves, something they don't see. And just seeing that be like personified on television to him was like, he said it was like one of the most critical things he's ever seen. Yeah. And to me, that's exactly right. Like seeing someone like you on stage, I don't ever think about it because there's always you, white dudes on the stage but
0: you want to see people like you you want to go along to management conferences and see CEOs like you that have done it these are your role models that's like what you're saying about people like rob mm-hmm. right it's, it's important that you see people that you can go okay i can learn something off of this guy this guy's done it this guy's punched through things and he's got to where he is this is what i want to do mm-hmm. so it's as relevant for you as it is for me and is. Relevant for other people as well. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I have a bit of an easier road because I, because what you're saying is that things aren't that diverse. And so, like, I can see people like, oops, I can see people like myself on stage more often than people that aren't like me do. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's my point on uh, events. And it's very difficult to to get it across in this time. And I think I think one of the key things I would say is, like, if you look at somebody like Megan Stabler, who, um, you know, is, is Openly um, transgender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she'll she'll talk to you about that conversation and everything else about it being transgender, And we did a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. And I talked a fair bit. I think the important thing is is that we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all none of us are more bloody important than anybody else. Like I go and talk to CEOs, honestly, most of them really idiots. We're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. Let let's, let's stop having all these stupid bloody barriers and this, that, and the other. And help each other in order to get a more equal um, ecosystem, not just in Magento, but across the board in tech. Because I believe firmly, if we do that, we'll all be much stronger for it and and technology will be much stronger for it. And I think that's being shown in some of the innovations that you see um, in different sectors of technology today.
1: I don't think I could have said it better myself you like that
0: am mm-hmm. I talking too much
1: it's a good thing this is recorded because I'm going to listen to it again
0: did I get on my box
1: I think I think you're on the box I think it was rightfully so
0: yeah well that's that and then the other thing I want to talk about because you've been in Guatemala so you have nothing to talk about nothing well you can talk about it so I'll tell you this news I think I did mention it to you briefly what's that Shopify CMO should I read it out I mean and you then, should and then you can pass comments comment so I shut up for alright and then we can get out, get out of it <laughs> Uh, there's a big discussion on Twitter right now Alan about that. oh yeah, yeah.
1: This is great radio. Dead silence.
0: So this is it. Uh, this is what Toby said. This is quoted by Alan mcgregor So it's kind of third party, third party, third party. The current Shopify's current way of doing marketing, led by Wiser or weezer I'm not sure how you say his name, for the past couple of years, constitutes a successful discovery of something that didn't work i mean the guy just threw him right bang underneath the bus i'm gonna use that every time we fire somebody you're gonna use that quote i'm gonna put that quote out
1: i mean it's a hell of a quote because you think about it you're like oh it's kind of a nice thing and he's like no it's not
0: it's really not so what everybody's kind of talking about on twitter is like well one that toby was just so brutally honest Mm -hmm. about i don't know if honest is the right word abrupt about it um and so they're talking about that and then the other thing that they're talking about is is marketing wrong at shopify like what is a rouse coming off here like what's going on so
1: it's really interesting when i think about shopify's marketing i think of the whole you know be your own boss you know be your own drop shipper and i wonder if you know trying to think of like trying to put myself in toby's head i wonder if he thinks that you know they're deluding themselves and being too s and b Or does it have anything to do with, you know, they have, you know, Shopify is, you know, they have these things where they're a Ponzi scheme and they have all this or that, so is it blowback from that? You know?
0: I don't know. I mean, what I do see is this, I see Toby goes a lot, uh, is going on right now, a lot about gaming. So Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about marketing and the route that that guy's going, I mean, he's trying to attract a gaming community. I don't really understand. Is that a marketing tactic? It seems strange to me, right? That mm-hmm. I get it. Is He's do, you know talking about gaming, and there's no problem with talking about gaming. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say anything different. But it doesn't really seem like he's marketing in in a better way. So it's kind of like, what? So what is the you know what is their game plan here? I mean, maybe it's just become too diluted um, and too abstract. Their Shopify marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, think it'd be interesting to watch. I'm mean, only really interested in the results. I mean, they, they went crazy high. I sold, uh, about, I think I sold at three thirty. I made it, made some, made some cash. Not bad. I sold, got out. I mean, I kind of look at it now, like four six five. Well, you know, you go, well, I should have held in. Why never would have held into four six five. I mean, you'd be crazy. So I'd be really interested to see if their, their um, stocks tank this week. If they do, might have to get back in. The results come out on the eleventh. Mm, interesting. So it's kind of timely, right? Like yeah. usually if you're doing a known interthing or something like that, you get rid of people just before. Yeah. So are they going to show bad growth is the question. They seem to me to be getting into the loan game. They're in the payments game. Mm-hmm. Do you understand about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that's, if you look at Shopify's like year over year growth, it's always goes up because they take that percentage off the revenue. As new stores come online, they have this underlying just uptick. So,
0: but they're also in the can we loan merchants money in order to support their businesses? That's a new thing, Shopify Capital. Or...
1: Yes, Shopify Capital. So I was actually talking to someone about this last week at that happy hour we went to, and you know, with them buying Six River, that's not the name of it, the the shipping company. They own a they own a merch company as well, so they own a like wholesaler. Like, are they going to start saying, "Hey, we'll loan you ten grand. And you can sell blue pencils that say Shipper HQ on them, and then you can sell them on your store." Like, I think that they're. Do you remember the magazine Oriental Trading? Did you have that? No, you're not from here. It was a magazine of just like junk that you could buy.
0: Isn't that Alibaba? Mm,
1: it was just a magazine. Back in the day, before the internet, we had these little, <laughs> they were flimsy. They weren't hardbound. but it's almost like they're trying to give everyone abilities that you can sell your own Oriental Trading. It was like what I see them doing.
0: Cause I think they own a dropship company. Mm-hmm. Well. Exactly,
1: yeah, exactly. And so like they can do the personalization of it. So I think that the whole idea of anyone can own a store is they're gonna turnkey it and say, this is the 100 products that Shopify sells. You can customize them these three different ways. We'll give you 10 grand's worth of stuff loaned against X. Mm. Go crazy.
0: Yeah, I do, I, do think, I do think that the Shopify platform, I mean, look, they have amazing success um, and there's some amazing people working there. We've got some relationships over there um, in the agency side. There's some great people working there. I think, I think they're one to watch in terms of how they're evolving as a platform. And that's great in a way, right? Like the fact that they're thinking differently, like even the, you know the stuff with the game inside that Tom mm-hmm. doing. How many other CEOs are sitting there going, "Hey, I'm going to jump on, you know, whatever game. Come join me, and let's talk."
1: They're definitely against the status quo of what I would say, if compared to the other e-commerce platforms. I mean, they, they kind of they kind of have their own drumbeat.
0: They do, and that's a great thing that they're doing. So it's I think it's just I think that we haven't really seen that many issues with Shopify. Should we mm. say in terms of their growth and stuff like that. And so far, the message from them, especially culturally, has been extremely positive. Um, Everybody, you know, you hear them all the time talking about what a great company this is to work for, blah, 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 blah. We interviewed Brandon. Mm -hmm. uh, Great, That was a good podcast. Very good. I
1: I listened to that one because I wasn't in it.
0: That was a good podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. But I think this is kind of the the little chink where Mm -hmm. you're going... Ooh. it's the
1: first time it's the first time your eyebrow kind of raises and goes this is kind of interesting because generally I mean they I mean they're a well-oiled machine I mean what Brandon mentioned I mean they they run at pace and they move pretty quickly and it's it's really interesting to see mm. I mean Shopify is definitely I mean it's a cool company you know a lot of the merchants that we talked to some of the you know we have a few of the top 15 Shopify merchants that you know they kind of see behind the curtain of Shopify but they love it like yeah. they love what they see they love what they get and for them that platform on that plus side is amazing
0: yeah, and I think that's one of the things with the platforms. I, I put this on Twitter as well. Why are you are away? Just annoy everybody. Why are you away? I just, I was bored. <laughs> I basically said, there's some stuff going on right now where people are just, I saw, I've seen this a little bit in the last, probably the last couple of months. Twitter is one of those places, you say something and then somebody jumps down your throat. Yep.
1: Right. Very reactionary.
0: Yeah, and it, it doesn't matter. Like, you could say it's sunny today and somebody will tell you it wasn't. And I think you've got to be a certain type of person to even bloody well go on Twitter. And certainly, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I like deleting followers. Like, certainly as your follower thing rises, you get more and more abuse. I mean, it just comes with, a, comes with it. Apart from Amber Osborne. Hmm. That, that girl's so bloody nice. I'm
1: surprised you haven't had her on here yet.
0: I spoke to her last night. I said i donate money either to charity to, or to her husband's new Tesla. He works for Tesla. Because I figured, you know, they probably need it if she works test Tesla. They're not doing too well at the moment. <laughs> if she come on the podcast. But it, but there's not many people on Twitter that are truly nice. Mm-hmm. And even those that are, right? Like the Hogwarts woman. She seems all right to me. What's her name? J.K. Rowling? That's the one. Okay. She, she gets abuse. Ricky Gervais gets abuse, right? So, but in the e-commerce platform thing, what you find is this, everyone's siloing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, people. St- like... And people, somebody said to me, Karen, the statement you're making is stupid because you're cross-platform, so of course you want everybody to get on. And I'm saying, no, it's not related to that. It's related to, can you please stop being so toxic online towards each other? You can have a debate about what's the best platform, this, that and the other, but you don't need to turn into an absolute bloody arsehole. And honestly, there are certain people on certain platforms that shall remain nameless because I don't even want to give them any form of exposure where I'm just like, I would never work with this person. And quite frankly, I'd never work with this company.
1: My take on this, since you put yours out there, is yeah. that anytime people are doing commerce online, it's very good for us. No matter what platform it's on, it's building the value of e-commerce. Not that it really needs it because I mean, it's, it is a full blown locomotive going straight ahead, but it helps. It helps, you know, justify that, like, hey, you know, I can get it at this price on this platform. Or, I mean, you can build it, or this and that. But, like, anytime that we're talking about commerce overall, I love it. When we start kind of saying, like, well, you know, this doesn't have this, this one does that, we're the first to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, cool, you know, say it. Don't tear each other down from yeah. it. Like, build on that. Mm-hmm. Don't help each other Don't hurt each other. Because in the, in the long run, it helps. Yeah.
0: That's what I don't
1: understand. I don't get it.
0: No, I don't get it. I don't, and I think this doesn't just... in a way it's not just about platforms i think it's in general like if you look at technology i mean you see people coming online they're talking about technology and you're like mate i was doing that 20 years ago but yeah okay let's pretend it's new you see that on the platform side as well where you're just look you need a marriage across people with different backgrounds like it's like me and you right you know like even doing this podcast like we learn off of each other Mm -hmm. i've learned so much off of you right i'm much nicer person now and I say this quite seriously, because of you, because you've taught me in a way how to trust people, how to open up more, how to also praise people more, you know, some skills that honestly, I don't think I had. Mm-hmm. And and I would hope that I've taught you a couple of things along the way, like how to be an arsehole.
1: I was really mean in that meeting earlier. You called that out. Yeah, precisely. I've learned how to be meaner.
0: You've learned how to be, but you've learned how to be like, I would say, um, drive more, right? Like, yeah. Like that kind of stuff and things like that. Like all bad things, basically.
1: No, all good things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all very good things.
0: But you understand that the... the, the and, and you see people they're like, oh, you know, I'm 24, I, I know everything. And you're like, look, you're doing great and you've come at this, you know, from a different angle and you're new blood, you're faster and everything else. You don't know it all. Just like, I'm a middle-aged woman and I don't fucking know it all either. In fact, I know very little. Mm-hmm. Let's all work together and maybe what we can do here is help merchants oh for sure right and us like the competition and everything else like, oh you're competing with blah, blah 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 you're like no actually i'm not not competing with them i say all the time not competing with them just because they have shipping their name doesn't mean i'm competing with them i want to be their partner and now people look at you like you're crazy you don't want to be a unicorn no i actually just want to pay my mortgage
1: yeah I mean, I think I think one of the things that you said is like you know, you don't need the whole pie. We have a piece of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we do partner with some people that you know we tread on very. We're in great territory with some. You partner with them. You help the help them out because they're building the value of shipping. And the more that we can have people say shipping's really important, shipping's really important. Pre-order, post-order, fucking put it on a billboard. It helps. Mm-hmm. It helps us.
0: I think I think my closing statement on this is, and I've spoken talking about this before, and I'll say it really wrong. I'm not really into American history, as Mm. you know, because I'm English, and I'm not really into social sciences or politics or anything like that. I believe very firmly that wealth should be distributed and that if you have any one organisation that is controlling everything, that is a bad thing to happen. It does not mean that, you know, if you say something like Shopify, that I don't understand, like with that, all of the things around it and the ecosystems they're supporting and everything else. I'm not trying to say that Shopify shouldn't exist or Amazon shouldn't exist or Walmart shouldn't exist or anything else. I do believe in like a distribution of wealth, experience across you know, different things. And I'm going to keep banging on that drum that I don't think that you should be... People that really annoy me, like the people that I really don't like...
1: Say so their names. The, the people that kidding. really
0: wind me up at events are these... Often V C back funds where they tell me they're gonna be a fucking unicorn and they're gonna stamp on everybody and they can do bloody everything. And I would sit there and I go, come back when that all collapses for you because your attitude and your method of workings is not how I wanna be as a human being. And and if my company and and what we do is affected by that, do you know what? I'd rather sleep better at night and live with that as a as a person you know and like be a bit more kind of care about the people around me and everything else and I know this sounds I sound like I don't know very utopian I get it look trust me I'm I'm a capitalist right like I believe in making money driving this that and the other I'm not trying to run a bloody commune here, but I'm also not trying to slaughter every single person around me in order to Meet my mission.
1: I think one of the things that our next podcast topic for you and I should be how you can be successful even though you don't have VC backing. Because that's the thing that I, I learned at was it was the last conference we went to together, Dreamforce. I sat down and talked to some VCs, and they're like, "Well, you don't have you don't have backing." I'm like, well, I'm actually better than some of your people because I don't need the backing. Never had the backing. Like cash flow in 2008. It's pretty cool." So. I think it's an interesting topic to talk about.
0: No, we should talk about it. And I can't talk about this at all, at all. But uh, let me just say this. I was talking to some people recently who had a lot of VC Did backing. you sell the company while I was gone? No, I didn't. I was talking to some people recently who had some VC backing. And during this meeting, internally, I was just sitting there going, oh, my fucking God. Like, please, please, please never let me be the person on that side of the table. Fair so, enough. Yeah, and 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 uh, I will take our, our course any day of the week. Love it. So that's that then. Uh, appreciate you sitting there, letting me just go on my soapbox for the past forty minutes. Get out of my system now. Get <laughs> on with some work.
1: <laughs> day set now.
0: I think next time, right? You, you need to come in with like I'm just going to sit here. I'll do a therapy session, Mr. Montalto. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. I, I, I might re- need to get a couch in here. I restrict myself, like, in the, we'll count the words, so, like, you know, so that, and then, you know, when you see it on Audible, like, we'll make sure that all, all, that yours is, like, at least 80%, because this will, if I t- want to talk about taking the stage and all that, i got to learn to sit back a little bit more.
1: There we go. That's the next one. I'll do that. Sounds good.
0: What are you going to talk about? I have no idea. Chickens?
1: Chickens. No. I'll talk about roosters, make it a little different.
0: You could talk about, I was was trying to say how I Life in East Texas, when (laughs) you're a Northern boy that's a military brat, living with divorced parents. Yep. And being a middle child. Yep. um, Playing American football.
1: Yep. I think you just summed me up. I don't think we have to do it anymore. That's me.
0: We could talk a little bit Spanish.
1: Poquito. I'm in. Let's do it. All
0: right. That's it.
1: Bye. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys, whoever's listening to this.